Blue Shirts fans, welcome to the worst New York Rangers podcast, the podcast about the NHL's least favorite team, the New York Rangers. So the Rangers have been eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoffs. They lose in New Jersey 4-0. We get shut out, and the dream dies here. A lot to talk about, kind of unpack some things, and this is kind of going to be our therapy session, so let's let's get into that. Now, it's been a couple days, obviously, since that happened. Um, I, had to, I had to take a couple days to process, you know. I, I think that we all kind of feel that way. There's plenty of stuff going around. There's plenty of things that you can read and, and plenty of things that you can hear on social media about what happened with this team, and... I just needed a couple days to process. At the end of the day, no matter what I do on this show, I'm a fan of the New York Rangers first. You know, I'm not just doing this podcast to just cover, you know, fucking spin a wheel and then it landed on the Rangers. Like, all right, I'm going to cover the Rangers from now on. Um, I love this team more than I loved any other sports team. I love hockey. And to see these guys go out this way is, it's sad, really, you know. Um, I'm not like super pissed anymore and even towards the end of the game like when it was like 3-0 it was kind of like okay yeah I uh I I know what this is I know what this means and um you know it's over so you kind of internalize it you know when you're like on the cusp of elimination like you're really excited and really happy to to you know hopefully have see your team rally and do something big like in the game sevens of last season's uh one and two rounds but even like against Tampa Bay you kind of knew, like, okay, this is the end of the road. And you kind of just accept it early because, you know, it fucking hurts. Watch 82 games of regular season and then however many playoff games you play after that if you make it. And, um, you know, this team is pretty much your life if you're if you're that invested like I am. Um, just keeping up with all the interviews and keeping up with all the players and, and watching everything they say and everything they post. And, it, it, like I said, it, it it's hard. It, it's hard to, like, put this into words, but is what it is and not to beat a dead horse but you know I I have to put these things out there we've all heard them a million times but the Rangers just didn't show life in the game seven really from game three on it was a miracle that we won game six I kind of wish we were eliminated in game six so we didn't even have to feel this hurt because we were literally only one game away from being in the second round so that that hurts um but you know it, it is what it is on that aspect the Rangers just they just weren't at their best, honestly. Again, not to take anything away from New Jersey. I think that they're a fast team. You know, they they played well. Their their coaching staff made adjustments that we just couldn't touch, apparently. And, you know, we, we couldn't beat them. They were the better team. You can not like it, but they were the better team. There's nothing we can say or do about that, you know. I think that Jack Hughes is the anchor of that team. I don't think everybody else did much besides be fast. And Akira Schmidt, 22-year-old, first rookie season of being in the playoffs and he just he 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 didn't stand on his head but he was great you know and the Rangers didn't contest that they didn't challenge him the problem is and why this hurts so bad I think for a lot of us is we never got to see the Rangers at full tilt yes the Devils did a good job of boxing us out yes the Devils were fast yes they had a lot of you know stretch passes that 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 moved us around the ice in ways that we didn't want to move around but we never played a game that put the Devils after game, you know, two, 
We never played a game after that that put the Devils to the limits and really, really tested them. The game six was really flat. We ended up winning, but we didn't, you know, give them the game seven that the Devils needed to to get. From what we went through, the 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 game seven that the Devils got was so much lighter than what they should have gotten. And I don't, I still don't believe that with the team that we had, if we were playing the way that we were supposed to be playing, there's no chance that the Devil beats us. Um, I know that there's going to be a lot of Devils fans that are like, yeah, right, buddy, um, <laughs> you're salty, you lose, whatever. But it's the, it's a fact to me. It, it is a fact to me that the Devils team that they have this year cannot contest with the Rangers if they were at full tilt. But regardless, I mean, we lost. It's over. We are not in the playoffs this season anymore, and we just have to move on. Um, moving forward, I will, you know, I, I'll cover the, I'll cover the Stanley Cups other rounds here and there, but, you know, I'm a Rangers podcast, I'm here to talk about Rangers stuff, I will be covering a little bit of Hartford, I'll be covering some of the Rangers trades and moves, but, you know, it's it's a long off season now, so there's there's going to be a lot of breaks, and there's there's going to be things that, you know, that are not going to be able to be talked about, because we, we don't know, we, we don't know what's going to happen, and, you know, I'm going to start this off season with, you know, kind of rating every player, on the Rangers and whether I th- whether I think they're going to, you know, get resigned or whatever it is. I think that it's important to note that, you know, with the cap hit and where we are, Kane, Tarasenko, Mikola, they're not coming back next year. I don't see a way that we can bring them back. Not to say that I don't want to. Um, I really want Tarasenko to come back for sure, but I don't think there's a way that we can bring them back. The only player I can see us moving forward with and giving maybe a one or two year deal to and, and just kind of seeing how it goes is Tyler Mott. Uh, you guys know I love Tyler Mott. I would love for that to happen. But I think in the playoffs, besides Igor Shosturkin, the only people that have been alive have been the fourth line. And more specifically, it has been Tyler Mott. I think he's a grinder. I think he's a ranger already. I think he's earned that. And I think that we should move forward with him if we can afford it. But I, I don't know where things are going to lay. I don't know how things are going to go. People are talking about letting Gallant go. Some people on Twitter and, and Instagram were talking about get Messier as coach, which is kind of a fun idea, but I was talking to my dad about that, and I was like, there's no fucking way Messier is going to do that. His life is easy now. He's a Rangers lover and a Rangers stand forever. I know that, but the stress of being a coach for this team, especially with the expectations that we all have of us you know, getting far and running deep, especially the last two seasons, I don't think that it's worth it for Messier, to be honest, no matter what they want to pay him. So I... I definitely will cover some of these things when I can, um, but there's a lot up in the air. We don't know a lot of things right now, at least. And there's a lot going on right now with the exit interviews for New York. Honestly, it's a lot of the same regurgitated bullshit for each player. Like, you know, how do you feel? What do you think's going to happen? You know, a lot of the players that have been acquired at the deadline have been asked, like, you know, what do you think was happening next year? You think you're going to come back? We all know that they have no fucking choice on whether they come back or not. All of the questions they're asking is, uh, like, the narrative... Here's the thing about hockey. They always try to push a narrative, whether it's the Rangers organization or the hockey organizations or NHL or ESPN, whatever. They're always trying to push a narrative. Right now, the narrative they're trying to push is, does this team need to get faster? I don't think the Rangers need to get any fucking faster. I think the Rangers need to play their game. It's very apparent that in this series, the Devils were playing with strategy and they had plays and things ready to go. And, you know... We just thought because we had star players, we didn't need to worry about all that. We can just let everybody run on the ice and do what they need to do. Granted, I think the Rangers should have been able to kind of figure out what they need to do at some point and be able to execute things on their own. But at the same time, you got to look at coaching. Like, when things aren't working, you have to change them up. So, I mean, 
it, it's the narrative of, of everyone going out. These exit interviews are not very interesting. Um, Jacob Truba did say that he felt like he did the best he could as a leader this season, and he's proud of that. I, I can't agree or disagree. I'm not in the locker rooms. I'm not behind the scenes. I don't know what Truba has said, but I'm not, I'm not going to harp on that too much. Like I said, we lost. We have to get over it, and we have to move on. We have to worry about next season. We have to worry about getting through the summer and seeing what, what players we're left with after the dust settles. So I, I, will, I will say this, though. Since I'm going to do player like breakdowns and ratings and stuff for the offseason when there's not much else to talk about, I will start with Igor Shostarkin, get it out of the way. Absolutely our best player, and even with the up-and-down season he had, he's still literally one of the best, if not the best goalie in the world. I believe that wholeheartedly. And he's probably the only player that gave it 110% every game he played, at least in the playoffs. So I, I appreciate what he does and what he did for this organization and what he does for the Rangers. He is a legacy goalie. He's going to go down in infamy. He's a legend already in my mind. And, you know, it's the Henrik Lundqvist situation all over again. You know, he's the Prince of New York. Henrik was the king. And right now you have to to just accept the fact that he's leaps and bounds ahead of what this team is. And he's going to have to come up clutch and stand on his head for this team to win until we figure it out. And it's not fair to ask him that, but that's what we have to ask him. There, there's no, there's no else. There's nothing else we can say. Um, Igor is, is going to be the backbone of this organization for a long time. The only thing that I hope is that um, Hartford right now has a goalie playing, you know, Dylan Garan. We talked about him before. Uh, I think he can be the next step. He's not going to be an Igor replacement, but he's going to be a good, you know, second shoe when Halak decides to go, which, by the way, sad for Halak didn't even get to play at all during the playoffs. So I guess we're going to rate him right now, give him an A+. He did really good on the bench. Um, other than that, I don't really want to rate anybody else right now because if I do rate anybody else right now, I'm going to give them harsh ratings and not look at the season and the playoffs as a whole. I will just be upset and give them all bad ratings because I'm upset with them. So I'm going to wait a little while before I rate anybody else or break anybody else down or talk about that. And really, this, like I said, is just kind of a therapy episode. We're just going to offload all this negativity. We're going to leave it here. At the end of the day, we love the Rangers. We love this organization. It, it just, you know, it sucks the way it went down. Um, I don't need to keep talking about it. I don't need to keep going on about it. It is what it is. There's always another year. There's always another playoff there's always another season so you know we have to just get over it and move on this is our team we chose to follow this team um whether that's insanity or not I don't know but you know I still love this team I still love this organization I love a lot of these players and even our you know our deadline guys the guys that probably won't be here next year um it was a fun ride the ride was great like I said this season with all the heavy hitters and all the great teams that aren't in the playoffs it felt like the road to the cup was wide open And it felt like this was the year. And, you know, it feels like every year after last year that passes, the window closes a little bit more and it's going to be harder and harder for us to get a cup, you know. And the the, the team we had this year was probably the best Rangers lineup that's ever been in Rangers history when it terms to talent and, you know, like upside. So I I don't know what else it's going to take. Obviously, we need to develop who we have. Going out for these big pieces and these big players is not the way to go. Obviously, we need to develop who we have. And even some of the guys we have in our farm team at Hartford, you know, some of those AHL guys can come up and probably perform. We got Brennan Otherman. He's going to come here soon. Bobby Trevino is in the AHL. We always have Brodzinski, Jones, and uh, Jake LeCision. You know, there's a lot of pieces that we can add that can make this team better. I don't think we need to search out anybody else. Let's lock in the core 
the, the core ranger group that we have that's important. And then, you know, we'll figure it out after that. And on that note, I think this is where we end this episode. There's a lot up in the air right now. You know these questions can't be answered right away. So it's going to be a while before we even get into what's going to happen with this team, who's going to stay, who's going to get re-signed, who we're going to trade. You know, it's a lot of that stuff. So instead of trying to speculate now, let's just accept what we have. Let's move on. And, you know, I'll be here to cover everything. I will say this has been the best year for my podcast. It's only year two. But this has been the best year that my podcast has ever had. I I really do appreciate every single one of you for for caring and being here and listening to me. So thank you so much for sticking with me. Let's get through this together. You know, before you know it, preseason will be back. We'll be doing this all over again, and hopefully we'll get a better result. And we'll go a little bit further and maybe even all the way. You never know. I I really love all you guys. Thank you so much for, for caring about this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, sharing, and saving this podcast. Um, it's hard in these moments, but when you kind of realize that like, you're not the only one, you know, there's other people out there that care just as much as you do. And that, you know, this is not just some weird fucking fixation that you have in your own personal life and and no one understands it. It kind of feels a little bit better. You know, you know, you're not, you're not alone. You know, it, it, it feels good to know that you're a part of something bigger. And at the end of the day, I will always love this Rangers team. And you know, this is what we do it for, man. This is this is why we're here. We want to see these guys succeed. And, you know, you never know what the future holds. So on that note, you know, all I got to say is just remember, it's not over till it's over. No quit. Praise be to Kako. And let's go Rangers. <laughs>